you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, you are going to be thrown against the rope, slammed through a table, and come begging back for more as the Ringmasters, Adrian Heaton and Sean Bradley, keep you up to date on all current events with Pro Wrestling. Welcome to episode two of The Ringmasters. This is Adrian Hedden. And this is Sean Bradley. And we're going to tell you about all the current affairs going on in pro wrestling this week. Um, first of all, last night we had Raw's War. Um, was in Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, first of all, we're just going to give you a recap. Um, so, Sean, what exactly um, was some of the big things that happened in Raw? Um, first off, they had an intercontinental title uh, number one contenders tournament. Christian has been number one contender for... Uh, a little while, but he's been injured. Um, mm. So in his place, they're having a tournament to determine a new number one contender. Mm. Um, he's been out for a while, and they uh, needed somebody new. Um, mm. We have an eight-man tournament. Uh, we had Mark Henry, Antonio Cesaro, Rob Van Dam, Alberto Del Rio, Sheamus, Jack Swagger, Dolph Ziggler, and Wade Barrett all uh, Looking to be number one contender. Who do you think? Uh, who's your pick for this for this tournament? Who do you think could make the best intercontinental champion? If I had to pick, yeah, somebody that that deserves it, mm-hmm. probably Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Dolph Ziggler was world heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. I think a few times, right? Or, or at least at once. least once. At least once. Um, he was a pretty big name. He came in. He built a lot of steam early on. Um, kind of been on he's the sidelines lately. He's been on the sidelines. He's been really. Uh, um, on a real big losing streak, to be quite frank. Almost a little bit underutilized. Yeah, so very getting underutilized. The Flair treatment. Yeah, my, my pick for this, uh, of course, would be, you know, Rob Van Dam. Um, um, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Um, longest reigning ECW champion of all time. Van Damnator, the five-star frog splash. I mean, I know he's old. I know uh, he's in his uh, 40s. Yeah. But he's our hometown boy here from Battle Creek, Michigan. And um, I'd really like to see him get the push. Um, I think he's one of the greatest in-ring performers. I think he even rivals Shawn Michaels, personally. Uh, I... I I guess I want to caveat what I just said about Dolph Ziggler. I think Dolph Ziggler deserves it, mm-hmm. but I think as far as somebody who's getting the push and can actually do yeah. something with this tournament and with this kind of momentum, yeah. Antonio Cesaro, Cesaro, Cesaro is clearly. a guy that that he's getting getting the rub, getting the push. He'll be doing big things later this year. Right, we, we can all see that. Cesaro's just coming out of NXT recently. He uh, he was in the Real Americans with uh, mm-hmm. was that Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger, yeah. And I mean, now he's going off on his own. And I mean, after after winning the uh, the Andre the Giant Invitational WrestleMania, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Cesaro is a, a clear contender. I mean, yeah. As far as who I predict would win, I mean, I'd say Cesaro's probably got the best chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have our favorites, of course, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but you know you have to think realistically. A guy sure. who uh, Cesaro is on his way up, and yeah. he's got the rocket strapped to him. Right. And he's going to be doing a lot. I of hope we see get to see Cesaro versus Rob Van Dam. That'd be a great match. You know, you have the power of Anthony of Antonio Cesaro. You got the speed and the kicks of uh, Rob Van Dam. I mean, that would be a great matchup, and I, I'm hoping we're going to see that sometime in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh. Winners for this, uh, there was eight men to begin with. Mm-hmm. We had uh, the semifinal matches determined at the end of this by the end of the show. Sure. Uh, Rob Van Dam is going to face Cesaro, which that's going to be the, that's going to be, gonna great. be a fantastic match. I hope it goes for half an hour. I I don't know. I hope so. I mean, I would love for it to go for that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But regardless, it's going to be gonna awesome. Out, these guys are going to pull out all the stops if they go up against each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, bad news, Barrett Wade Barrett. Right, that was the last match of the night, wasn't it? That was the last. That match was the last tournament. tournament yeah. uh, tournament match. Yep. Uh, he's 
next week we'll be going up against uh, Sheamus, which, which bad news, Barrett, he hasn't wrestled. He wrestled last week and I think maybe the week before. And before that, he has wrestled in. I can't right. even remember we the last seen, time. We haven't wrestled. seen Wade Barrett in a while. You no. know, I mean, he. He's got kind of a goofy gimmick, you know. He's mm-hmm. just uh, kind of a negative he's still, guy. He's, he's just like, I've got some bad news. Some bad and it's, news you know, it's a real talkative gimmick, obviously, but yeah. can he back it up in the ring? I mean, what, how do you think he he, faces, he matches up against Sheamus? I mean, Sheamus is obviously, you know, former world champion. Former WWE champion, former the, world heavyweight champion. He's a very Royal powerful Rumble wrestler, winner. very quick wrestler. Um, you know, his matches power and strength and mm-hmm. with the quickness. I mean... Barrett's got, you know, Barrett's kind of the same way, but he's a bit smaller. He's a bit mm-hmm. weaker. I mean, it's they're, they're kind of an even similar bit, yeah, t- similar styles, but I think Sheamus has got the anybody's clear. game in that match, though. Yeah, I think Sheamus has got has got the the strong. Uh, you know, I think he's a pretty good. I think he's got a pretty good chance of beating him. I, I would I would vote for Sheamus on that one. Okay. Um. So yeah, after the tournament, um, after we had our our semifinalists, um, we went into, uh, it looked like a promo with uh, Randy Orton, or it was the Shield against the against the Usos. The shield, it was Randy Orton and Batista against the Usos. Mm, okay. Um, they had faced them last week, which in last week's match really wasn't much of a match. It was just kind of a, a beatdown of the Usos by Randy Orton and Batista. Mm. But uh, they had a match going. There was some kind of steam building. Kind of, uh, I guess what happened next is that the Shield came out and attacked Batista and Randy Orton, which that's all well and good. But if they were going to have a match with the Usos, you know, if they kind of wanted the Usos to get a little bit of uh, redemption right. on the fact that they got beat down they last week. kind of just week. use the Usos as a just a way to have the mm-hmm. Shield come just out of the audience. Just a way to advance the Shield story. Classic, audio, classic Shield move, though, you know, coming out <laughs> and interfering in the match. You know, I haven't seen that kind of interference since, you know, the NWO and back in the 90s and that kind of thing. I mean, really great to see. You know, I love that faction coming out of the audience and messing up matches, uh-huh. especially against a couple jerks like Batista and Orton. You know, I yeah. think there are two that definitely... <laughs> You know, I'm glad. Uh, you know, I really wish the Usos would have got more time um, to, to kind of show it to get a, get the push. But um, they are the tag champions after all. I think Batista and Orton got what they deserved here, you know? mm-hmm. and I'm glad that the match ended. And Batista and Orton weren't able to take the belts. You know. Yeah. Um, then we had, yeah. Then we had a um, Divas Championship match. No, it wasn't a Divas Championship match. It was just Paige, the Divas Champion, just in a, a, in a non-title singles mm-hmm. match okay. against uh, Alicia Fox, and. And uh, I guess, despite what we said last week about, about, and I feel like maybe we were painting a little bit more of the bar, uh, broader brush, mm-hmm. uh, I think there was a lot of actually good exchanges in this match. It Paige, was a solid match. It was. Paige, she... She's new on the scene. She's new on the scene, but I think her work in NXT, if you will go back and watch her work in NXT, especially her match against Emma at the NXT Arrival Special, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that was really good, really technical, and I think... I think Paige just needs a little while to come into her own. Yeah, well, she's got a fantastic finishing oh. maneuver. I mean, the Scorpion Crosslock is Dude. something. I've never seen something, anything like that. I mean, going from the sharpshooter, flipping him over, and then lifting her up into the it's air. It's in, like an inverted sharpshooter with, like, two double cross-faced chicken, chicken wings. Double chicken wing. I mean, you, know? you, got, you got Sting in there, Bret Hart. You, you know, you got a... Uh, Who's the guy? Who, who was the one who did the chicken wing? The, uh, Bob Backlund. Yeah, you got the Bob yeah. Backlund in there. Double chicken wing, though. I mean, mm-hmm. that move was. I mean, the single chicken wing from Bob Backlund was one of the most deadly moves in the game back yeah. then. So I mean, I mean, really cool to see you know women wrestling, uh, utilizing more submission holds mm-hmm. and getting more technical. A lot of times, that I, I I've noticed them a little bit lacking in that department lately. Yeah, the submission holds. Um, but she won, and I think she's going to continue her dominance, uh, kind of show more of her personality, more of her uh, mm-hmm. aggression uh, as the weeks go on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Next, we had Bray Wyatt uh, cut in a promo. Oh, uh, the Wyatt's in the ring. Here comes John Cena, you know. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it was, it, you know, I mean, I would have liked to see a match. You know, yeah. I always like to see a match. If there's going to be a promo, I'd like to see a match. But this was basically just a promo, John Cena coming out, making fun of the Wyatts. Yeah. It was a little cheesy. It was a little cheesy and corny. A little cheesy. And then about halfway through, John Cena flipped on the serious switch. Yeah. And, and if I had to pick a John Cena that I would like to see in the ring, right. it's the serious John serious Cena. John I don't Cena. want to see the comedy John Cena. He's, yeah. He's just I think awful the worst, the worst line when he asked, he says to Bray Wyatt, are, are you say you're the eater of the worlds, but you're really the eater of the largest donut. And I thought that was just a terrible that joke. Was... I mean, like the third grader could have came up with that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, I know John Cena is kind of the poster child for the PG, and he doesn't want to get all provocative like Chris Jericho or The Rock's uh, promos would be. But, I mean, those jokes are just, they're just not hitting. They're not good. They're not hitting. I think no. the audience might have even been booing John Cena a little bit yeah, on that one just because of the yeah. stupidity of it all. And then, you know, but, I mean, but then you turn it around about a couple minutes later and it's just this complete 180 where right. it just turns on the serious switch and Bray Wyatt and That's you have this about great exchange. That's what I love about John Cena, though. You know, he, mm-hmm. he can get real serious. And we had a big announcement on that promo, which I think made it all worth it. We're going to see Cena and, and Wyatt in the steel cage at Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these guys are going to go all out. I mean, we've yeah. seen Wyatt in the ring, but have we seen him in a steel cage? No. And this guy is psycho. You know, yeah. this guy's going to do anything he can to win. Well, you know the Wyatts are we have be, seen... The rest of the family I, are going to be around. I take that back. We have seen Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan at the end of... Uh, last At the end of December last year mm-hmm. against uh, against Daniel Bryan when it was... Uh, originally, it was Wyatt and Daniel Bryan. They were they were uh, teaming together. Wyatt, uh, Daniel Bryan had joined the Wyatt family. Right, yeah. And then, I remember that. Uh, later, during the match, Daniel got his revenge on, uh, on Bray... Mm-hmm. Um, and beat him up in the steel cage. But really, have we seen Bray Wyatt locked in, in a cage with, locked a, com- in a, with cage a competitor with the, like John Cena? With with John Cena, but also with the intent of of no distractions like Daniel Bryan trying to mess with him, but but a real like fight in a steel mm-hmm. cage. We haven't seen him like that. I mean, I know the Wyatt family's probably going to try to interfere at some point, and I mm-hmm. guess the whole point of the steel cage is it'll be difficult. But we've seen, yeah. I mean, when D-Generation X, you know, back in the day used to pull that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, raising the cage, lowering the cage. I mean, yeah. there's all kinds of crap that could happen in a steel cage match. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But, you know, he's got to get out of that cage, and he's going to have the two other Wyatts pushing him back in. I know for a fact they're going to interfere in that. Okay. So, yeah, later in the night, they had a tribute, actually, to the Ultimate Warrior, you know, who just recently passed. We spoke about that uh, last week. Um, Cause of Death was announced. Um, you want to tell them a little uh, bit about it? He uh, passed away uh, via cardio- cardiovascular disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't know, technically, we don't know toxicology reports at this time. Sure. Uh, but it's got to have something to do with him charging the ring and shaking those mm-hmm. ropes for so many his, years. I mean, his, the heart, a psycho. his heart just started to, uh, you know, Give it, you know, give out. The guy was in the ring, he was 51 years old, 54 54 years old. old He looked like he was 70, he looked older Uh than Ric Flair, yeah. You know, he was old, Mm -hmm. but he was weathered, man. I mean, that guy's even even last week when he tried to shake the ropes a little bit, he looked like he was winded, yeah, yeah. But so, uh, um, we know that we know that as far as this, uh you know, cause of death is concerned, but mm-hmm. they did air clips throughout the show of his greatest movement, his greatest moments, uh, warrior against, uh, Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania six. Uh, one of the greatest matches of all time. First, first time Hulk Hogan got defeated, I think in the main event at WrestleMania, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was pretty much reigning supreme since he put away Andrew the giant. Really. And I was going to ask you, you know, they aired clips throughout this show, but what was you, you know, you know a little bit more about warrior than I do. Mm-hmm. You said he was one of your favorite wrestlers. So like for mm-hmm. you, what's, what are your, well, some of your favorite warriors? I mean, I hate honky tonk, man. So they showed him versus honky tonk, man, to SummerSlam 88. And you know, I mean, 
it was good to see the warrior in the ring. I, you know, I haven't really seen that match before, but, um, Honky Dog Man just sucks to me. I mean, so, I mean, and then you had obviously the classic WrestleMania six, uh, Hogan versus warrior. That's just one of the greatest matches of all time. You got the two, the two golden gods of wrestling facing off face to face, uh, both power wrestlers uh, a little bit different than, uh, year before when, uh, I think it was WrestleMania four when, uh, Hogan faced up against the macho man and they were very different styles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Hogan was able to overpower Macho Man there. Oh, another one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But um, when you had Warrior versus Hulk Hogan, they were just so evenly matched. Nobody knew who was going to win. I mean, it was belt versus belt. Yeah, I mean, Warrior just, he ended up overpowering Hogan, and that was a great moment. Um, I was also really excited. I, I, I didn't know that Warrior faced Ravishing Rick Rude in a steel cage. Yeah. That was awesome. I mean, I, those old steel cages, those blue bars, I mean, mm-hmm. that just brings back so many memories. Yeah. And it was a good match, and Warrior was also able to come up victorious on that, which was really awesome to see him getting out of that cage, mm-hmm. putting away the obnoxious, ravishing Rick Rude. I mean, the guy was so annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Ladies' Man, you know, precursor of Albinus, you know, yeah. kind of a porn star look. Um, And like we said, that took place throughout the show, but we mm-hmm. thought we'd hit on that in one kind of block there. Uh, mm-hmm. Kane, he uh, had a confrontation yeah. with Stephanie McMahon. Later Kane in the had... night, yeah. So let's back up a little bit. So the authority, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, mm-hmm. sort of been, you got Kane, I mean, one of the most darkest, scariest, most most just no-nonsense wrestlers. You know, uh-huh. the fire, the fire and hellfire and brimstone. Shooting the, the fire out of the, the ring. big red machine, yeah. and he's been reduced to a, a, a lackey in a suit and tie, mm-hmm. just doing Triple H's bidding. Serving as like just their little their little office boy. I mean, they don't even yeah. let him. You know, they make him wear a suit. He's yeah. like their enforcer, but he looks like a chump. You know? He does. I mean, he's got. He's you can even see his hairs growing in. He's uh-huh. got. A, he's got a ridiculous hairline. I mean, he just looks like a jerk, and it's just just a shell of what Kane used to be. And, and see, that's what Stephanie McMahon was trying to get at. She's like, mm-hmm. "Where's the old Kane? Mm-hmm. You know, where's the monster?" And he they had the, his old mask, and he's looking at it, and he's just furious, and he yeah. says, he says. You know, I'm going to make Daniel Bryan pay. And, right. And are we going to see Kane Bryan versus, versus Daniel, Kane. Kane versus Daniel Bryan at Extreme Rules? Oh, that'd be a great match. I mean, it would make sense, too. You know, after Daniel Bryan handed Triple H that defeat won the title. Mm-hmm. You know, Triple H isn't really trying to wrestle that much. So he's going to send his enforcer out to take mm-hmm. up Daniel Bryan. I just hope that somewhere during that match within those ropes that Kane realizes who he once was and, you know, brings back the Hellfire and Brimstone. Because, yeah. I mean, I mean... Any any kid who watches wrestling, who watched it, especially in the '90s, knows that Kane was terrifying. I mean, he you had was. The, yeah. you had the Undertaker. You're a kid, you're you had, well, you that. had the Undertaker. He came, scared the hell out of everybody, and then like his brother, mm-hmm. Kane comes out of nowhere. His brother, who apparently the Undertaker burned to death, they thought, and he comes back. He had the mask on. You know, you know his face is all burned. That's why he wears it. I mean, and even when they unmasked him, and you could see the burn, it was just, it yeah. was just he got even worse after that. And, you know, he used to have some great matches with RVD, you know, mm-hmm. Rob Van Dam. And, you know, I'm just hoping that Kane will just, you know, I'd honestly, I mean, I don't know if, if the title will be on the line. I'm sure it would be. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind if he takes it from Brian. You know? Really? Kane, man. Really? How, how often do you get to see Kane with the world championship? Very rarely. He's very, very rarely. Won very few And he should. Titles. He should. The success of the Undertaker has seen. But, but. Kane should be there. From man. a long-term standpoint, Daniel Bryan just won the title after an eight-month right. struggle against right. the authority. We want him to keep big it. Big celebration. Yeah. So, so we want know. him to make it through a few pay-per-views at mm-hmm. least. You know, that's why I kind of wish that they had held off on the Kane match. You know, yeah. a little bit. You know, well, they haven't announced anything yet, but we're obviously seeing. We're obviously seeing the seeds. They're showing a lot of promos. Yeah. We yeah. know he's going to challenge him. Yeah. I mean, it's. I hope they do it. I hope it's a done deal. I hope mm-hmm. it's not some kind of, some just some kind of tease. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, in the main event, uh, the Shield. Uh, we're, this was a weird match. The whole night, you know, the Shield was facing off against somebody, but uh, we didn't know who. We, so we didn't happened. know who, and then 
uh, Triple H, he didn't want to say who. Uh, mm-hmm. And then later, you know, they're waiting out in, the, out in the ring for their match. And one guy comes out, another guy comes out, and it turns out that 11 guys come out. And uh, it was 11 on three. And that was, that, that, that in the, in the scheme here didn't 11, matter. 11 on three. It was an 11 on three match, but, but it started out, you know, they were well, the having a big brawl. The Shield, the shield afraid. weren't afraid of that, no mm. matter what. These they don't care. Death yeah. But, you know, it, it played a part in a larger, in a larger scheme here. Mm. You know, this 11 on three match was just a ruse for Triple H. Right. Uh, to right. come out because the shield did what they could, but there was eleven guys against three. Mm-hmm. That really was eleven guys. Yeah, uh, you had Titus, you had Jack Swagger, Titus O'Neil, Alberto Del Rio, Ryback, Curtis, Axel. Who's that? Russ. Uh, Rusev. Rusev. Alexander Rusev. Alexander He's Rusev. A new guy. Wade Barrett, Fandango, and what's the what was the last one? Uh, three MB. The three MB guys. <laughs> uh, and it was just that that didn't matter. You know, that was just all a ploy by Triple H, who came out to right. the ring. Softened him up. Uh, along with DQ. Batista and Randy Orton. And Dirty. they came out to none other than the Evolution music, oh, which we haven't heard in almost a decade. The old motorhead. Uh, Evolution is a mystery, you know, yeah. that whole thing. And, I mean, I mean, you can say what you want about Evolution when it was Nature Boy, Ric Flair, Triple H, Orton, and Batista. You know, they were heels. You hate it when they came out mm-hmm. back in the day. They were the worst, one of the worst villain teams I've seen, you know. Without, you know, obviously the Vince McMahon and that whole the corporate ministry, but these guys would just come out in suits and they would just destroy people. Yeah. I mean, you got, you, got the, you got some of the greatest wrestlers of all time there. Some of the some of the most up-and-coming stars, too, with Orton mm-hmm. and Batista. And we're seeing that again and with... it was a force to be reckoned with. It know? was, and it will be again for The Shield. Yeah, it the was The Shield got awesome beat moment. down by Orton, Batista, and Triple H. Triple H, who had been speared by Roman Reigns last week on Raw, was... Uh, got his revenge in this little kind of war here, this little, I guess, battle in the overall mm-hmm. war mm-hmm. Uh, by giving a pedigree to, to oh, uh, yeah. Roman Reigns. Yeah, they didn't even stand a chance when, by the time Evolution came out, I mean, there was Batista bomb. I think he Batista bombed mm-hmm. everybody. You saw a combination. It was a little awkward the way they pulled it off, but he had the Batista bomb into Orton's uh, neck into breaker, the RKO. RKO yeah. um, from behind, awkward, you know, yeah. it was it was a little, it looked a little, the spot looked a little funny, but, you know, you knew that that was just, but, that, that guy was out cold. But overall, the message was clear. The message was you clear. You don't mess with Triple H. You don't mess with Authority. You don't mess with Evolution. Right. And I'm so excited to, to see what... Could, but that's could, three, that's three could we three, see, though. I know. Could so, we see Shield versus Evolution at Extreme, extreme Rules? Extreme Rules with no DQ? Yeah. Or oh. however. Yeah. You know, th- those guys, the Shield, have been proven to have great three-on-three matches. They're right. just really they're, good at They're it. a cohesive unit. But you know, evolution. I mean, that's a force to be right. I mean, they 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 were unstoppable when they first came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was had, in two thousand and three. Yeah, they had every title, right? I mean, yeah, Triple H. Has Armageddon in two thousand and three. They had every uh, male title they could mm-hmm. hold. Triple H with the world title. Flair and Batista had the tag titles, and Orton had the Intercontinental. And there's mm-hmm. no reason they couldn't pull that kind of thing off again if they and, wanted to. And now, ten years later, they're all huge. Star- they're all huge stars. Mm-hmm. Triple H said. When Randy Orton debuted with Evolution at the time in 2003, 2003, he said, you know, Randy Orton will be the coal that's squeezed into the next diamond. Hmm. And what have hmm. we seen 10 years later? Yeah, Orton's one of the thing. biggest stars, man. Mm-hmm. Orton has, has you know, pretty much done it all. He's beaten everybody. The legend killer. The legend killer, man. That that used to bug me so much. 
Orton would bring in all these old guys. You know, they're not in the ring anymore. You give yeah. you bring in like you know, classy Freddie Blassie. You know, the old mm-hmm. Sergeant Slaughter was one of the saddest ones because Slaughter still got a lot of fight in him. You know, yeah. And Orton brings these guys out and just just takes them out and just humiliates them. Spat in the face of Harley Race. Spat in the yeah. face of Harley. Spat in the face of Mick Foley, the man who invented the swan dive headbutt. Harley Race. Did he really? Yeah. That's awesome. A swan dive headbutt, man. Yeah. He would just drop. He wasn't like Benoit where he would dive out, though. He would just uh-huh. drop the head straight down. Interesting. Yeah. Harley Race, man. The Harley Race headbutt, dude. But. Spat in his face. That was the end. Of, that was the conclusion of Raw. Uh, Evolution standing tall over uh, the Shield, which, again, like we have been mentioning, the Shield have. Uh, King Harley Race. Have uh, been standing tall for. Uh, you know, the majority of their time in WWE and to see them beat down like this, it was kind of a shock. It was like, really? You know, like, right. wow. we never seen the Shield manhandled like they were that no. night. I mean, after that final pedigree, that was just the nail in the coffin. Uh-huh. And I almost, yeah, I think you're right. You know, I mean, Ambrose is, Dean Ambrose is supposed to be kind of the leader. Yeah, but, Ambrose but we've is seen like, Roman Reigns has just been taking, taking it. I mean, he's he speared Triple the, H he's last He's taking the reigns, no pun he's intended. He's taking the reigns, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and then when, when uh, Triple H pedigreed Roman Reigns, I mean, that's how you know. Because mm-hmm. there was there were a lot of Batista bombs, a lot of RKO's thrown around there, but there was only one pedigree. And who got it? You yeah. know, it was Roman Reigns. So, you know, Triple H has got his sights, uh, his sights set on Reigns. And that, that covers uh, Raw for this past Monday. So, yeah, it was a great night. It was a great night. I mean, it was a good three-hour show, you know, mm-hmm. 8 to 11. I'm really glad that they're doing all that. Yeah. Three hours. Every um, week. We're gonna do a quick, uh, quick blitz here. A couple of bits of, of yeah. Uh, next, we got a little news. bit of news. A little bit of news from the wrestling world. Um, uh, the, the WWE stock uh, after WrestleMania 30, <laughs> um, before WrestleMania 30, I should preface this: before WrestleMania 30, yeah. the stock was near an all-time high. It was about twenty. They it go was to, between twenty-nine and thirty dollars, maybe a little more. When did they go public? Uh, Ninety-nine. Nineteen ninety-nine. WWE went public, which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of a risky move, being that it's such a niche market. I mean, I know it's really popular. But it's it's kind of a chaotic thing. I mean, you never see TV shows going publicly traded. Yeah. You know, well, they're not just a TV show; they're right. a massive brand. Well, sure, sure, but it's um, you know hinges on a television. But I uh, uh, wanted to preface that a little bit with that that their stock after WrestleMania 30 on Monday, April 8th, or yes, Monday, April 8th, they announced uh, the numbers of the uh, subscri- number of subscribers to the WWE Network, mm-hmm. uh, which was six hundred and sixty-seven thousand two hundred eighty-seven subscribers, and the stock. The stock that morning, once the announcement was made of the subscribers, took a dive. Mm. I think, uh, according to Forbes, some of the people in uh, quoted in Forbes about mm. this in the story uh, they did about it talked about the fact that yeah, they have the hardcore fans who yep. sign up for the network, but can they really reach that one yeah. million? They their goal is to reach one million by the end of twenty fourteen. There's no way the network is going to compete with you know network television. You well, know? you got a I, streaming service online that only only real hardcore fans are going to sign up for. Because what's uh-huh. really the benefit? You can watch the weekly shows on Raw on on Monday nights on on USA. You can watch the pay per views on pay per view. Well, you can also watch the pay per views on the network sure. for ten dollars a month. Sure, that's sure. a great that's a great uh, selling point. Sure, but but it's it's you, you got to go sign up for it. You got to go uh, sign up for it, and you oh, know, it's only sixty bucks. What you're really getting though is the you know you get to watch all these old school pay per views. You know, that's it's just going to be a dream for point. us. But that's the big selling point, and not everybody wants to watch that. Yeah. You know, I mean, your hardcore fans, sure. But, you know, your casual fans would just watch it on TV with them. Mm-hmm. They're not going to want to watch that. They mm-hmm. don't care. So, that so was and that was one of the reasons that the analysts... I hope we're not seeing another was, XFL. Huh? I hope we're not seeing another XFL. No, I don't think so. I honestly <laughs> don't believe gradually. Um, But uh, the stock, you know, we'll see what happens in the next couple mm-hmm. weeks. Neither of us, Adrian or I, are, are stock guys. We don't invest. But, sure. you know, we just thought we'd kind of chime in on that a little bit. Sure. Uh, it's kind of bad news. A little, a little bit, yeah. It's a little scary. Um, 
So yeah, there's new speaking free trial of that, we're talking about. Speaking of the and network. Speaking of the network, uh, mm-hmm. they offered a new free trial, which before WrestleMania on March 22nd, uh, they ended. They had a free trial period when the network went launched on February 24th. Uh, they had a free trial period from then until March 22nd. That was ended right before WrestleMania, assuming, you know, thinking that, oh, we'll get people to buy it. Right. And now, you know, since they want to get over that 1 million subscriber hump, mm-hmm. they're having this the free trial again for what they say is another limited time. So, mm-hmm. so how many times are they going to offer this free and trial? See, thing? that's it's what like, I was kind of sad. It's like either, either have this free trial be a thing where you can right. have a free trial or, and if you don't like it, you're done with it. Sure. Have that be in your model or don't do, or, or, you know, don't do on and off like this. It's kind sure. of weird. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see what they do with that. I just thought I'd bring on. that up, too, because... Yeah, I mean, uh, we're worried. You know, we don't want them to go bankrupt. We don't want mm-hmm. them to have to cut from things. But, you know, I think this network was very ambitious and could be a little bit idealistic. It's exactly. Those are the mm-hmm. two words right there. It's, mm-hmm. it's very ambitious, but we've never seen, you know, XFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's maybe too ambitious. But this network is is years and years of years of compiling footage, yeah. compiling... Uh, uh, in audience and knowing your audience, I and think World Wrestling Entertainment succeeds best if they when they focus on their flagship shows. Mm-hmm. You know, Raw is War. I mean, Raw, excuse me, now known as Raw, not Raw's War, much to my stain. And uh, <laughs> you know, SmackDown and the weekly shows. You know, that's that's really. I mean, those are some of the top rated shows on network television. Yeah. All. So, you know, uh, it's, I'm interested to see what happens. Um, I. I've considered subscribing to the networks so should. I can watch those old, especially the NWA in the I 80s. have it, and it's New awesome. I love it. National Wrestling Alliance in the 80s. That'd be great. They have that. They'll have that stuff eventually. Yeah. They have a, they'll have mm-hmm. AWA. They currently have World Class Championship Wrestling, that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, Bonnie Ericks. A lot of the old uh, MSG, Mass Square Garden mm-hmm. tapings. Sure. Uh, um, it's a great, great service. We're not trying to, you know, yeah, I'll plug it. Sure. I love the WWE <laughs> Network. It's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, right. But now we're going to move on to our, our featured wrestler segment, uh, which is Antonio Cesaro. Antonio Cesaro. Uh, he's from Switzerland. Switzerland. He debuted in 2000, actually on Christmas Eve, December 24th. That was on World. That was was that on NXT when he debuted? Uh, no, that was on the independent scene in, in Europe. Oh, okay, that's when he first uh, started. That was wrestling. years ago. Wow. Um, so he's been at it for thir- 14 years now, mm-hmm. and you can tell he's got experience. It's, I'm just I'm just amazed that he hasn't been on on you know yeah WWE you know. For so long. He's wrestled in Ring of Honor, uh, Combat Zone Wrestling, which is another yeah. like Ring of Honor based out of Philadelphia. Uh, wrestled in just lots of all over the world. The home described. The thing about this guy is that he has power. You know, he he's a strong. He's one of the. He's, he's, I mean, he's the strongest, strongest guy in the in the in the business. I yeah. think. I mean, he lifted up the great Kali. He lift, who else has he lifted up? Mark Henry. He's done his movie. Uh, Brodus Clay. Lift him up. Big right guys. Up, you know, super like heavyweights. Like they're nothing. You guy, know? And, and, and not only that, I mean, he can hit those uppercuts from any direction. We've seen him jump jump off the top rope mm-hmm. into an uppercut. How do you? I, I saw flip him. yourself around to get someone in an uppercut coming up coming from above. Yeah. That's bizarre. I think Changes I showed you that tape of Sami yeah. Zayn versus Antonio Cesaro in yep. NXT and he he Sami Zayn jumped through the ro- jumped through the ropes mm-hmm. from you know crisscross right. and then Cesaro just caught him with the uppercut. Right. And it was just it's Swatted just him an like awesome a fly. visual. Yeah. Yeah, the Sami Zayn didn't stand a chance in that match. That was one of the better matches I've seen actually. Mm-hmm. He uh, came to WWE after, like we said, years on the independent circuit. Came 2011. To the, came to the WWE in, tw- in uh, 2011, started in Florida Championship Wrestling, which is now NXT, mm-hmm. uh, WWE's developmental territory. Very quickly uh, got the United States champion. It wasn't mm-hmm. more than a year until he was the U.S. champion, um, beat Santino Morelli. Yeah. 
held the title for who's two. A, who's two, a tough competitor? I mean, Morelli's a small guy, but yeah. he's, he's more tough. of a comedy act. He's tough though. Yeah, you know, when he gets the cobra, I mean, that's a that's a killer, man. Yeah, it's a little goofy when he pulls yeah. on that green sock. Yeah, Antonio Morelli, but you know, I mean, it didn't take him long at all to work his way up to United States Championship. No, and then yeah. he held it. Oh wow, two hundred thirty-nine days. Days. Wow, one of the longest reigns of all time. You know, I mean, Cesaro is not someone that you just walk into the ring and take down. I mean, if you're yeah. going to beat him, it's going to be a hard fought match. The guy's got power. He's got stamina, endurance. I mean, it's a long match. Yep. You know, uh, I mean, and, you, could, you could take and, on the best of them. And exactly. With that in mind, he joined uh, uh, Jack right. Swagger, former world heavyweight champion, and Zeb Coulter. Uh, Eagerly to, brought him along. Exactly. To mm-hmm. form the Real Americans in, uh, in uh, 2013. And... Uh, um, they're, yeah, they were kind of xenophobic, uh, but uh, I think they showed a lot of camaraderie and they showed a lot of uh, aggression. And uh, uh, with that, you moved on later. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had some success. You know, they had they never won the. I don't believe they won the world tag team championships, but they had some success. They had some really good matches. The Americans had, they were pretty yeah. dominating, man. Yeah. I mean, Swagger was is a tough cookie, you know, and him and him and. Um, Cesaro, I mean, they were a pretty strong team. Uh-huh. But, you know, I mean, he wasn't meant for team, no, team no, no. fighting. I mean, when he was in, you know, Ring of Honor and all that, he was pretty much on A great own, singles you know, competitor, Singles yeah. competitor all the way, dude. And with that, you know, he moves on later in his career. And just earlier, uh, a couple of weeks ago um, on Raw, he was introduced as the newest Paul Heyman guy, the newest client of Paul right. Heyman. Right, that's weird. Why, why does Paul Heyman, where, where did that come from? Well... Does he have a background in ECW? No, 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 no. I just think Paul Heyman wants the best clients. Yeah, yeah. Brock Lesnar. Right. You know, he's he's Lesnar broke the streak. Right. You know, and, and now he's got Cesaro to, to he's got Cesaro to mold. He's got Cesaro to have under his wing. Uh, which we'll see how it goes. You know, I have been watching it a little bit and Paul Heyman, he brings up the streak, he gets booed. But when mm-hmm. Cesaro comes out, he gets cheered. So there's this mm-hmm. weird there's mm-hmm. this weird dynamic they have to work out. Yeah. Uh well, Heyman, you know, I'm I'm glad to see Heyman, you know, not just endorsing heels. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he's got a, he's a good manager. He's a good personality beyond there, and it's good to see him getting the pop now. You know, with uh, Cesaro. Yeah, uh, Cesaro, his his uh, signature moves. We'll talk a little bit about this real quick. Uh, he has his, a move called the neutralizer. The neutralizer. That's the move. He picks people up. There, so they're upside down and drops them face first onto the mat. Uh-huh. He hooks the leg and lifts them He's up. Done He's done it to Kali. He's done it to Brodus Clay, like we mentioned. Mm-hmm. He's just done it to big guys. And you watch it and you're just like, wow. And the same goes for the Cesaro swing. He'll just take them and swing them around for countless rotations. I think the longest he's done it was against Seth Rollins at this year's Royal Rumble, like 30 <laughs> rotations or something, yeah, which is just completely ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And, and, and we've uh, talked a lot about the uppercut. You know, mm-hmm. obviously you can hit that from any point. I mean, big swing. Um, any other moves? He's got the. Those are the big ones. Those are the, the ones. Those ones. are the ones that are going to make him stand out. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a great tech. He's great technical. He can can adapt to a lot of different a lot of different uh, styles. Mm-hmm. High flyer uh, and counter those styles too. Yeah. So he's got all these different tools, and he's just, sure. he's the perfect package. And like I said, with Paul Heyman ready to be on that next. Here. Yeah, and Heyman's the guy to take him there, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, after the way Heyman brought Lesnar up to be the youngest world champion exactly. of all time, I mean, the guy's got an impressive track record. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this has been the Ringmasters episode number two. This is Sean Bradley, Adrian Hedden, and uh, we'll see you next week. 
Uh, we're probably going to continue with the raw, uh, raw recap. recap format and chime in with uh, bits of news here and there and another featured wrestler. Let us know on Facebook or Twitter You know who you want us to, to profile or what news or ideas you want us to cover. Right. Let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Oh, yeah.